Welcome back. Good to have you. We are broadcasting live at Baroqua Hills Country Club. We are in Baroqua. The sun has come out, but the winds have certainly kicked up. If you're watching on the Bud Light live stream, you're uh, checking out some of those that have dared to come out today and play around the golf as they, they go uh, go st- uh, streaming down 16 right now, or 18 right now, excuse me, excuse me. Uh, in the meantime, we've got fantasy to get to, and the reason we want to do this in such a dire need is because I, I went from uh, the penthouse to the outhouse, and I'm sucking swamp water right now. Our buddy Paul Charchi in here to help us all try to get through it. Charge, how you been, buddy? Uh, great to talk to you. Uh, by the way, fall golf, totally underrated, right? I mean, it's right. the same, you know, like 62 degrees that you're praying for in April and May. So you can mm-hmm. run onto the golf course. You get all the beautiful leaves. You get all the, you know, the, the trees changing colors, everything else, and nobody golfs. You know, you get the play, you get, you know, get so, it's, you get half of the number of golfers. You got the place yourself. All golf, totally underrated. Yep. No, I, I would agree with that. Uh, and one of the reasons it's unbelievably underrated uh, is because a lot of the times, if you don't have a good, clean golf course, you can hit a ball that'll roll under a leaf and you can't find it. And you know it's in the yeah. short stuff. You just don't know where. So yeah, that's. And then. <laughs> then you can drop it wherever you want. That's you know right. that's the best part about it. There you go. Now you're talking. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, you and I in communication on Monday as I needed Debo Samuel to come through, and damned if he didn't, man. Yes. Oh, man, you had the sweat going on. You I needed did. Debo Samuel to get, what, like 20 points or roughly 20 points, yeah. in that ballpark? You needed a 20-point game from Debo Samuel, and that long touchdown, oh, that felt good. Without it, you were getting chopped, Bill. Yeah, you were gonna. Yeah, you I, was, were, I was done. You were in serious, serious trouble. So the question that I have that uh, two other people have asked the exact same thing, oddly enough, is Joe Burrow this week against a craptastic secondary of the Baltimore Ravens, or do you go with Aaron Rodgers against a equally craptastic uh, New York Giants defense? And I mean, I, I like both of them a lot. I think the difference is the quality of receivers to me is just, yeah. you know, you know, and I, we love what Romeo Dubs doing and they you know, the, the, it looks good going forward, but it's hard to compete with the likes of T Higgins and Jamar Chase and Hayden Hurst and Tyler Boyd. And that offensive line got looked a lot better. The Cincinnati offensive line looked bad for most of the season. They really pulled it all together. Ravens secondary has been bad this year, um, but not, uh, but, you know, maybe getting a little better still. I've got Joe Burrow way up at quarterback number four. I got Aaron Rodgers at quarterback seven. So I got a slight lean towards Burrow on quality of receivers. There you go. Quality of receivers. I got one that says from Scott, he says, hey, Charge, I have Dylan and Jones for the Packers. Oh, do I still start yeah. both or, or do I go with Matt Ryan or bench him for Cooper Rush? Uh, well, I'm not totally sure of the second part of that question, but you, know, you, you guys follow this very, very closely. D- Dylan is still, you know, Aaron Jones, by the way, it's looked awesome. I think to my eyes, I think he's yeah. looked fantastic. as good as ever. Absolute lock starter. He's my number two ranked running back. Um, Aaron Jones has managed to top 67 total yards in three of four. So that's good, but clearly, uh, you know, turned into the second option. And it appears to me now what I do like, He's had every Packers carry inside the five-yard line. I, you get the feeling he's, he's sitting on a touchdown game here. Uh, the Giants likely without defensive lineman Leonard Williams, maybe safety Julian Love as well. That's that's a big differential here. So, 
especially if Leonard Williams doesn't go, I feel pretty good about starting both of those guys. Uh, this one's from Craig, who says, Everett, uh, the Chargers tight end, or Godert, Goddard, from Philadelphia, their tight end in a PPR league. Yeah, you're starting. Yeah, you start Goddard every single game. I mean, he's one. He's probably the third most reliable. There's Kelsey and there's Mark Andrews. Then there's a big drop off, and the next guy up is probably Dallas Goddard. You're on a high scoring offense that targets him plenty, and he's my number four ranked tight end this week. In the last three games, Goddard's finished with either 70 or more receiving yards, or a touchdown, or both. He's been very, very solid this year. So yeah, Dallas Goddard just every week don't even don't even consider anybody else uh austin having some questions says uh do you think kittle's going to return to being a top five fantasy tight end or not now he yeah, did get he did get some action in the game the other night unfortunately he stepped out of bounds yep and and not getting a lot of action at that in fact if you go back to the middle of last year he's not even a starter worthy tight end and we're talking about george kittle guy's awesome but just the usage just hasn't been there which is amazing you know as you mentioned the near miss touchdown uh last week which would have been an awesome catch had he managed to stay in bounds um he gets carolina this week they gave up a touchdown to zach Ertz last week they might be without their standout safety jeremy chin who missed last week's game as well and i like him better if he goes that if if chin is out because chin would get a lot of george kittle in this game um i've got kittle right now at tight end nine but i'll tell you what after this slow start to the season and what he did at the end of last year, we're watching this one very closely because Kittle is not the sure thing tight end we thought he was going to be. Uh, got this one in a wide receiver PPR. Dubs or McKenzie? Well, I see, I love what Dubs is doing. This is a pretty darn easy matchup. Now, McKenzie also has a, has a great matchup against the Steelers as well, and I, I like him as well, but... Um, what I like about Dubs, we're seeing the big uptick in playing time, which is fantastic. In the past two weeks, Dubs has, has run the most routes. He's earned 16 targets, and he scored twice. I mean, you really can't argue with that. And he went the near miss on his touchdown, by the way, which was it would have been a gorgeous catch if he was able to mm-hmm. control that ball. Right. He's going to match up a lot with a cornerback named Fabian Moreau, who has shut down his opposing receivers, only giving up four receptions for 56 total yards in the three games he's played. So the matchup is tough, uh, but I love the way Dubs is, trained, is trending. So I would go, I'd go that way. Uh, Corey hits us up on Twitter. He says, in a PPR league, I need two running backs. I don't normally do this, but he said, I'm sorry. So he knows we don't normally do, uh, you know, more than a couple. Is this going to be like two, two out of five? Is, is that what we got coming two, here? Two, two, out of, uh, two out of four. He okay. says Dalvin Cook, Kamara, Damian Harris, and Melvin Gordon. All right. Well, Cook is my number three ranked running back, and you're going to start him almost every week, and certainly against Chicago. And then Damian Harris is, uh, I, I love his opportunity this week. Uh, he goes up against Detroit. Of course, Harris, you guys saw last week. Dude scores mm-hmm. touchdowns, which is great. Uh, and Detroit's allowing the most rushing touchdowns and the fourth most rushing yards to the position, you know rushing touchdowns is what Damian Harris is all about. So he's way up at, at running back number five this week. Uh, this is from Mark who says uh, Barkley or Dalvin Cook. Well, I got Cook at number three. Barkley's been great. Uh, you know, kind of a tricky matchup here. Uh, he is uh, one of the NFL's most efficient runners. He's seeing a league leading 84 carries through four games. He's averaging 5.5 uh, yards per attempt. Packers have allowed the fifth most rushing yards per game. So 
there's a lot to like about Barkley here, but I still, uh, I still have the Dalvin Cook opportunity is so great. But, you know, by the way, no team seeing back to Cook for a minute. No team seeing more running attempts per game. 36 rushing attempts against them per game is what Chicago is seeing. So if if the Vikings are going to run 36 times, just at average, Dalvin Cook's got to be 20 of the 36, and that puts him on a very big game. Uh, Mark said, had Van Je- uh, Van Jefferson got rid of him, uh, when do you think Chris Godwin is going to be coming back? I need to unload one of my wide receivers. Chris Godwin came back last week. He had That's a huge game. Like he got, yeah. he need, this guy needs to pay more attention to his team. <laughs> yeah, I should have used him last week when he came back. I just didn't. I didn't think he'd come back and have that big of a game, but well, he's yeah, really the only guy that, Tam- that Tom Brady can look to. Right, and but you you know you had the disadvantage because it was a late game. We didn't know for sure that Godwin was even going to play. It came in as a right. game time decision. They played the night game, and you had to make the best decision you could at noon. That's that's a, that's a tough spot to be in. Uh, this one says George Kittle, Trey McBride, a tight end and a flex. Oh my God! Well, you know we can't start Trey McBride, so you know we'll start George Kittle again. My number nine ranked uh, tight end, and we'll just hope for better days. <laughs> Just hope for better days. Uh, and uh, got this one here. This one is Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes. I traded for Mahomes at the beginning of the season. He has been my number one, but Lamar Jackson against this bad defense of Cincinnati seems appetizing. Well, first, this guy needs to trade one of his two quarterbacks. He's got two of the top four quarterbacks in the league. And you I can guess only he's traded for one. Yeah, right? Right. I mean, so, you know, you've got a massive you – know, you've got a – huge asset in either one of these guys you can trade and do very well with so um i've got jackson jackson's the highest scoring fantasy quarterback um high scoring fantasy player in many leagues and the bengals the defense he called them bad but they they look good on paper but they've also faced cooper rush joe flacco the combination of tua and teddy and the since benched mitch trubisky sad trombonski so I think, you know, the Bengals secondary is they look good on paper, but they haven't really been tested. Lamar Jackson's a one man wrecking cruise. My number three ranked quarterback, you're gonna start him every week. Uh Max says Justin Herbert or Russell Wilson tonight. Uh Russell Wilson or Justin Herbert. Um you know, Wilson, I I optimistic about Wilson's game tonight, and I like Jerry Judy a lot, but uh, Justin Herbert looked fantastic last week, completely recovered. I'm sure he was in pain. And I'm sure he's mm-hmm. playing in pain, but just looking at him from outwardly, he looked totally fine with that rib injury. And the matchup is fairly favorable against Cleveland. Um, he's going to get Ke- – we think he's going to get Keenan Allen back. We'll, we'll keep – we'll remain optimistic on that. And Keenan Allen has got a great matchup in the slot against Greg Newsom, who's allowing an opposing passer rating of 114 his other receiver, Mike Williams, hammered the Browns in last year's meeting, pile up, piling up 165 yards. There's a lot of reason to feel good about Justin Herbert in this game. My number eight-ranked quarterback. Uh, Mark says, uh, Charge, I need help. I'm in the guillotine league, about to be axed. Oh, I good. need to know Jonathan Taylor or Derrick Henry this week. Well, Jonathan Taylor's been ruled out for tonight's game. Man, That's we got to bring up the quality of our, e- of our textures and emails. Good heaven. I didn't think Taylor was going to play. I was wondering why that question was yeah. so uh, with exclamation points. It's like a do- it's like a no brainer. Uh, now, then if this you're one... in my guillotine league, please start Jonathan Taylor. 
so you can get knocked <laughs> out, and then we can go bid on Jonathan Taylor. Now I always wonder when I get advice from you, you know, and when a question pops up, I get the advice. I'm like, I wonder if he's telling me the truth, you know, if he's just waiting for me to waiting for me to kind of go by the wayside. Um, this one is from uh, this is from uh, Lisa, who says, "I have Derek Henry and Christian McCaffrey." Um, McCaffrey has not been anything for me as no. of late. I've held on to him for a couple of years, expecting him to be good. Uh, it's an owner league, she says. So get this. I mean, let's talk about the, the – he, he faces San Francisco this week. Right. The San Francisco defense is going 85 bears on the league right now. And it's only one month, so the sample size is relatively small. But let's be clear. This defense looks amazing. They are number one in points allowed, 11 per game. They are number one in run defense, and they're number two in pass defense, all on the same team. It's uh, awesome. It's amazing. They're giving up 2.8 yards per carry. No running back has totaled more than 60 yards. Air and ground combined. Christian McCaffrey normally totally safe. This week, he's my number 16 ranked running, 17 ranked running back. And that means I've got guys ahead of him that you would not ever normally start ahead of Christian McCaffrey, like Khalil Herbert, James Robinson, Jeff Wilson, Damian Pierce. There's There are a lot of guys that you can make a case for starting over Christian McCaffrey. And if you've got the right combination, yes, you could be benching Christian McCaffrey this week. Isn't James Robinson, I mean, like, uh, he's got, what, four touchdowns uh, on the season? And the fact that now that offense looks like a real offense under Doug Peterson has been like a complete turnaround, a metamorphosis? Yeah, it has. And Robinson is right now the standard bearer for the all-time best recovery from an Achilles injury for a running back. I mean, guys never come back from this, and he to this point has looked pretty good. He's got a lot of he's got a lot of negative runs, but just the eyeball test, he looks spry. He's got a couple of big runs, and he's scoring touchdowns, and nobody else is getting the ball there, which is great. Uh, Charge, real quick, I know you got to run uh, a sleeper or something. You want to tell us before you uh, before you leave? Yeah, if you need a quarterback that maybe you wouldn't otherwise start, how about Ryan Tannehill? You never get excited about, but he's got Washington. They've allowed the most passing touchdowns despite playing Trevor Lawrence, Cooper Rush, and Jared Goff. And their cornerbacks, William Jackson and Kendall Fuller, are probably the worst starting cornerbacks in the NFL. So a great opportunity for Ryan Tannehill. Charge, enjoy yourself. Appreciate it. I will do better, hopefully. And uh, we're we're talking uh, about me hanging on next week. Talk to you soon, buddy. (laughs) It won't even be close. You will will not be sweating on Sunday night. I'm, I'm, I'm crossing my fingers. Good stuff. Paul Charchian joining us for a couple of minutes. On the hotline, giving us all the advice. Yeah, I uh, I was damn near out of that league, uh, so I, I got some, I got some explaining to do. Uh, I got to may I got to change some things, no doubt about it. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away. We're going to take a quick break. Come back. A lot more of the Bill Michael Show broadcasting live here in Viroqua. We'll be back after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Broadcasting live here in uh, Viroqua. Sports of the program brought to you by our friends at Forgotten Fire Winery. And it doesn't matter if you like the hot mess. And I'm not kidding you. That's the name of one of the wines. Hot mess. And they got uh, all kinds of crazy names for the uh, for the wines that they have. But they're also award-winning wines. So don't let the names fool you. And in addition to that, they just want you to enjoy them. So you don't have to be a wine snob. 
you can be if you want to uh, because the snobs look down on them because uh, they have a, a wine called the Hot Mess. And, but they win, they win awards with this stuff. So uh, that being said, they've got fantastic wines. They just want you to enjoy them. They're good people. Go to ForgottenFireWinery.com. That is ForgottenFireWinery.com and see for yourself. And in addition to that, uh, don't forget to look for it. And if you don't, can't get to the winery, look for it by name in your grocery stores, your wine stores, your liquor stores. That is ForgottenFireWinery.com. That is ForgottenFireWinery.com. Uh, bottom of the hour, we're going to get into our picks for the NFL. Uh, coming up here uh, in just a few. So bottom of the hour, we're going to do that. Myself, Ben Kenny. Until that, uh, Matt LaFleur, just prior to the Packers heading out into the practice field. By the way, the Packers today uh, have uh, some guys that are and some guys that are not practicing uh, today. No Devontae Wyatt. Uh, no Mercedes Lewis. Uh, Adrian Amos is back following the concussion, going through individual drills, which is somewhat surprising. Uh, you got uh, Jerry Alexander, Elton Jenkins, David Bakhtiari, all practicing yet again today. So maybe Jair is close to being back. We'll wait and see. So that's the update on uh, some of the guys that are actually out on the field. In the meantime, the head coach of the Packers was at the podium just a short time ago. Here's what he had to say. Matt, having, having been there a couple of times previously, what kind of an atmosphere do you think you're walking into in the stadium? I think every time we've been there um, on other teams, it's it's been different both times. So I really don't know what to expect. I know that uh, in the previous experiences, um, there were a lot of, you saw every team's jersey there represented. So hopefully we'll see a lot more Packer jerseys this time around. Do you guys get to see any of the field get on it at all to do anything before the game? No. And this is the first time going over there that, that will be on field turf for a, for a team that I've been a part of. It was always grass? It was grass, yes. Is it, I mean, is the surface field turf? They bottom and plays on grass, don't they? Did they replace it for this Did you game? watch the game last week? <laughs> Obviously not. Yes, it's field turf. And from my understanding is they roll out the grass field for the soccer they pull it back for the football and it's sitting like six feet or whatever below the surface of of the soccer field it's pretty cool have you seen the video of how they do it i have not it's worth watching okay i'll, I'll make sure i do that on the, i got a few hours on the plane so i'll, I'll have joe mckillop download it for me yeah between that and third down study right we're already done. Oh, okay. So what are you going to do on the plane? Do you watch practice tape, or what do, what do you got? Well, the goal is to sleep. Is we just don't, unfortunately, they didn't give us a, a plane with a ton of pods, so uh, we'll see how that goes. You talk about wanting to see a lot of Packers fans there. When, during the offseason, interactions with people and fans, how often would this game come up, what people talk about? Maybe? Did, was it something that people talked about to you? Not with me. For obvious reasons. No, I'm just kidding. No, yeah, no. I'll, I would say a, a lot of people would talk about it. And, um, you know, it, usually the interactions that I had with, I would say, friends and family were, can I have your tickets? So, um, no, I think there's a lot of interest definitely, in, you know, in, in the game. Matt, Rich described uh, Dallin Levitt as the Tasmanian devil yesterday and said a ref recently came up to him and said, what's wrong with number six? you have to have a little crazy in you if you play like he does on special teams? 
Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, all those guys have a little bit um, in order to run down there with that, the reckless abandon and knowing that it's, I mean, let's face it, it's, it is a, um, one of the more violent parts of the game, obviously running down on kickoff, uh, punt, whatever it may be. But uh, now Dallin's been a huge, huge piece for just changing the culture in our special teams. How did Jair look yesterday? Um, he looked all right, yeah. I think he, he looked good. Can you, do you know what your practice area looks like? Have you, you know, is it a full football field or do you know what you can do? You're, you're talking over in London? I've heard it's, I heard it's unbelievable. I heard we're staying at the nicest place. We're staying at the Grove. Joe Barry's been there, I know, in the past. Um, everything I've heard about it is it's it's first class all the way. Um, I heard the food at, at the Grove is unbelievable. So uh, hopefully, you know, it, it lives up to the hype because I know the people that I've talked to have really hyped it up. Do you, do you have anything to get done or is it mostly just to get your guys' legs back and everything like that? When yeah, you... I think it's more of that. I mean, certainly there's always uh, more you can do, right? And... I know just some of the challenges that kind of present themselves in terms of, of facing the Giants, uh, specifically on the defensive side of the ball. Wink does a, a great job of giving you a ton of different looks, and you, you never are quite sure what you're going to get. He's He just does a good job of, of game planning you and uh, presenting a lot of challenging looks. So you, you can never get enough work, really, on, on all the different things that you may get. Um, and then specifically on offense, uh, just kind of the questions around the quarterback situation and some of the, some of the things that they could do from an offensive standpoint are uh, challenging as well. So I, I think just all in all, it's, it's um, just cramming all this stuff in over the last two days. It, it's it does pro- provide a few obstacles in terms of just getting everything wrapped. You're right up there among the league leaders in yards after the catch. What's been the secret to that? I, I have no idea. I don't, I don't know. Throwing on time, hitting people, accuracy. Um, I think every situation is a little bit different. Are you getting a bunch of man coverage? Are you setting picks for people? Uh, so every situation is a little bit different in that regard. Is a lot of that just schemed up because it's a way to get long? No, I, I think it's a lot uh, to do with our quarterback and you know, our wideouts running good routes, and uh, it could be play-dependent. Every situation is a little bit different. I don't pay attention to that stuff. I just look at the execution of, of each each and every play, making sure that we're going to the ball in the right timing and rhythm of the play, making sure guys are running precise routes, obviously. Um, it all starts up front, making sure we get the protection that we need. But, um, yeah, as far as yards after catch, I, I, I don't pay too much attention to it. Matt, last night, Rich said, I think this is his fifth time that he's going over for this. I'm just wondering if that's been helpful at all, kind of comparing notes with him or just what kind of resource he's been with experience. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, just between him, between Joe Barry, um, you know, some of our players certainly took into account, uh, you know, medical and and athletic training. you know, our sports performance department, basically, and just taking everybody's input and trying to come to come up with the best plan as possible. 
Do you think the uniqueness of, we talked to guys in the locker room yesterday and they talked about going over there and growing the game. In July, there's a unique thing here with the soccer game and people from 50 different states, 20 different countries. Do you expect a similar atmosphere as that when it comes to this event on Sunday? Yeah, I think so. I think, uh, you know, it, I think that's a, a great comparison in terms of how different it is for us to watch, uh, you know, two of the Premier League teams or whatever and over here. Um, yeah, it's just a different experience, not one that you get to get to experience every day. So I think there's a lot of excitement around that. It's good. Thanks. All right. Thanks, guys. There you go. That's Matt LaFleur talking to the media. Yeah, you know what? Uh, Mike and Mark and a few of the other ones that kind of know, he seemed kind of crabby, um, you know, just kind of getting – I get, you know, sometimes you can look at things and say, well, maybe that's not the, the best of questions. But, yeah, he uh, – he seemed a little a little crabby, no doubt about it. But, uh, you know, talking about the field and the turf and where they're staying and the food and, you know, just trying to get some things, trying to sleep on the plane. Remember, the the, the, the way he mapped it out to Mike Clemens uh, months ago was today they're going to practice, they have meetings, and then they jump right on the plane. On the plane, they're hoping to sleep to get the, you know, seven, eight hours in to get there over to uh, London, go check into the hotel, do their thing, and then right after that, go right to practice again and get back into meetings to kind of get you kind of just dragging a little bit to change the body clock the best they can to get you then back ready to go to sleep again on Friday night there to then wake up on their time on Saturday, go through your walkthrough, do your thing, go out maybe a little bit, you know, experience something, dinner, drinks, whatever, and then get back at the reasonable hour and then get you again back to the daytime clock that is London so you're waking up on Sunday morning when you should be rather than being up all night and then being sleepy during the game. So they're trying to change that body clock a little bit to get you over there and get you acclimated. So that's kind of the plan. So we'll see uh, We'll see how effective it is, but that was uh, Matt LaFleur at the podium a little bit earlier. This uh, portion of the program brought to you by our friends at the Social House, H-A-U-S, over on Lisbon Road, Menominee Falls. They'll be open early come um, Sunday morning as well. they got a big watch party going on there. So whether you're stopping over to have a, an early morning Bloody Mary or you're going to get the breakfast and the all-you-can-eat pancakes, whatever it happens to be, check out our friends at the Social House, H-A-U-S, over on Lisbon Road, Menominee Falls. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show live here in Viroqua. It's all coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. We're again glad to have you on the line with us. Watch it on the Bud Light live stream. All that kind of good stuff. Good day today. A little bit, uh, you know, cloudy, breezy, that type of thing. It got raw. It got raw real quick once the rain started to come down earlier today. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by Wabam. Go to getwabam.com. That is getwabam.com. They have cleaning supplies, uh, janitorial, industrial. Uh, if they've got ceramics for whether it's boats, cars, you name it, they've got it. That is Wabam. Go to get. Wabam, W-A-B-A-M, getwabam.com. They're right here in Wisconsin. Really good uh, proprietary 
hometown product and uh, uh, right out of Colgate, as a matter of fact. So uh, support the hometown team, so to speak. Go to getwabam.com, getwabam, W-A-B-A-M, getwabam.com. All right, Ben Kenny, it is time to make some picks here against the spread. Are you ready? I am ready. So far this year, through yes. four weeks, I believe, you are five and seven. You went one and two last week. I am four, seven, and one, knocking on the doorstep. Ooh. How'd you get the extra one? How did I get the extra one? I'm, I'm four, five, seven, seven, and one. Oh, okay. There was I, one tie, duh, one push duh, duh, last duh. week. I'm an idiot. I'm an I will idiot. say I'm changing my strategy, and you're going to hear it and why I'm making these picks coming up, but I'll give you the floor okay. first. You're in first place. Okay, let's do this. Uh, I'm going to start off with the Packers. Uh, I'm going to pick the, the Packers. Uh, they're giving eight. Giants getting eight. Uh, I think the Packers, I said at the beginning of the week, and I even said it last night, I thought like 27-13. Mac Jones uh, is, or not, uh, Daniel Jones, I should, ch- should say, playing on that really bad ankle. Uh, the, the run game with Barkley is solid. I agree with that. I just think the Packers are too good. And I don't think the Giants are that good. So uh, I think the Packers win 27-13, thus covering the eight-point spread. I got the Packers giving eight. Ooh. All right. I'm going to go to New York. And listen, there's this big controversy out in China, and I'm not going to bring down the show by going through all of it, but there's this problem with fishing farms, and there's been industrialized fishing that's ruined the fish population. Therefore, probably not helping the dolphins that live in that area live. Therefore, jets are plus three and a half at home. I think they come out. Listen, these days the airport business is booming. Are there problems with how it's run? Absolutely. It's kind of a disaster. But I like the Jets minus three and a half. You are an absolute freaking mess. (laughs) You are a mess. Bill, I have a playoff baseball series this weekend, and I'm trying to do anything to take my time off of it. Oh, my God. See, now I'm in a quandary, and here's my quandary because I got a couple more picks, and I'm a little bit stagnant. So I'm going to go with the Texans. The Texans are playing the Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville, but Jacksonville's given seven. If you look at the Texans so far this year, they suck. They haven't won a game. But but up until last week, they'd been competitive. They got beat by the Chargers 34-24, and Justin Herbert went back to look, looking like Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert is a different kind of quarterback than Trevor Lawrence and an upstart Jaguars team. They uh, were 23-20 to the Bears, 16-9 to the Broncos, and they tied the Colts 20-20. They're not good, but they hang in there long enough. Jacksonville giving seven. I'm going to take Houston getting seven in that contest. I kind of like that pick, especially after Jacksonville didn't look great last week or struggled in the rain. I'm going to take the Arizona Cardinals at home plus five against my Eagles. Listen. There's a more important Cardinals series going on this weekend that Philly Uh-oh. is going to be worrying about. Here we go. Tapping we with go. the Phillies versus the Cardinals. We don't give a damn about the Eagles and the Cardinals. We're putting that off until Sunday, then we deal with it. But five points is a lot to catch at home. The Eagles haven't won there in like 20 years, so I'll take the Cardinals. There you go. And then this is, this is stepping out a little bit. I talked about it earlier, but the secondary for the Baltimore Ravens sucks. And they are giving three to Cincinnati, the incoming team. Now, Cincinnati, uh, I think they're starting to hit. They're starting to look better. Their defense 
uh, I don't think has a, a chance, a puncher's chance against Lamar Jackson and all the things that he can do. But they beat the Ravens both games last year. Out of all the teams in the AFC North, they have had their number for whatever reason. I'm going to say Cincinnati getting three goes into the Ravens, wins outright, covers and wins. I love that pick. I was going to take that, but I could not pass over the most attractive line on the board this weekend. The Chargers, as I mentioned earlier in the show, are two and a half point favorites in Cleveland against the Browns. The state of Ohio is absolutely reeling after what we saw last week. I don't know how the team (laughs) comes ready to play against the Chargers. I think they cover. Oh, my goodness. See, I thought the Chargers might have been brought down because lightning doesn't usually travel through lead. The lead weights that were then used in that fishing fiasco, that has tainted that area. Therefore, the Charger lightning bolt cannot penetrate the lead that has been displaced in the bay just off of uh, off of Cleveland, the mistake on the lake. Therefore, that Charger would have no effect on the Cleveland Browns, and that's the reason Cleveland will win the game. Huh. I don't know. That sounds like crazy logic. I'd rather go with mine. (laughs) Oh, my God. Sometimes if you listen to this program, you'd swear to God, if you just sampled it for a couple of minutes, you'd swear it's two horses asses talking about nothing. Uh, (laughs) So there you go. That's our picks against the spread. So, uh, you know, Ben Kenny making his. I'm making mine. I'm five and seven. He's four, seven and one. And put it this way. If we were in Vegas, we'd both be homeless. So there you go. I guess, it, you know, what you hope for is to get back to even this week. Oh, no, I hope to be bad enough for people to pick the opposite and make money. That's okay. what I strive for. I just try to get a couple of wins each and every week, and, and we're good to go. I also will note the uh, the Cowboys are five-and-a-half-point favorite uh, underdogs, excuse me, against the Rams. The Cowboys have a good rushing attack, mm-hmm. and they could cover. Get it? Rush? Rush. <laughs> Cooper Rush. Oh, my God. You know, you're, you're, you're becoming, at a very young age, you're becoming a very old Chris Berman. Huh. I mean, maybe if I've you, watched way too much Berman. Yeah, maybe you've watched a little bit of that. But that's, at a very young age, you're, you're, you're aspiring to be a, a very old Chris <laughs> Berman. So I don't it's know. not a bad way to go. He's milked that career for a, a long, long time. Oh, yeah. And now, for whatever reason, he has gone from dark hair to what I can only describe as something that was crocheted in orange and stapled to his head. <laughs> I don't know what the hell that is anymore. I saw him the other night, and I was like, ah, what is that? You know, sure, him and the clown and it scare the hell out of me now. I was like, wow. That just, you know, man. You know, I don't think Berman is tracking the fish situation in the South China Sea, so no, that's where not. we differ. He's not. He's not. Um and he's certainly not tracking the, the sex scandal and the clogging championships. Which, by the way, if you paid attention to the beginning of the show, now we are, we're going to discuss. Because we got other stuff coming up in the final hour. So it, nothing brings down a sports program like Me. sex and clogging. That's, that's, that's the tease going into the next segment. Sex and clogging. And it may be at the same time. You got to stay tuned to listen. Stay, hang in there. We got more of the Bill Michael Show live out here in Viroqua coming up next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. 
Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers held practice getting ready to face the Giants in London. Jair Alexander practiced but was limited with that groin injury he suffered against the Buccaneers. Safety Adrian Amos is in the concussion protocol after getting hit in the head Sunday against the Patriots. In New York, the Giants had seven players miss practice due to injuries. Quarterback Daniel Jones was limited, but back on the practice field just three days after suffering a sprained ankle against the Bears, head coach Brian Dable. Yeah, not surprised. He's a pretty tough individual. Um, I think he's made a lot of progress since after the game. He's been in the treatment room for pretty consistently throughout these last couple days. So we'll put him out there, give him some reps, and see where he's at. The Packers have been trying to get all of the game plan in before they fly to London tonight. Head coach Matt LaFleur was asked. Is this week difficult for you? I'm not going to give you my honest answer. (laughs) I'd rather refrain. It feels like a Thursday night game for us as coaches, just in terms of all the preparation you got to do. And But you just do it. So it is what it is. I asked Aaron Rodgers what he thinks of having NFL games being played in London. I think it's great. It's great for our game to branch out. There's a lot of fans worldwide. I've been to Packer bars all over the country. Our fans travel well. And we're the last team that's played over there. So I think it's great for the NFL. It's great for our international fans, too. We got a guy that shows up. You know, he's, he's a German guy. Always has a German flag. You've probably seen him. You know, he comes to two or three games a year. And there's multiple people like that coming from all around the world to come to Lambeau. So this hopefully makes it a little bit easier for those good folks. That's Packers quarterback Aaron. Aaron Rodgers. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. Oh, there you go. That'll get you in the spirit. We're going to talk some Irish dance here in a second. Our friends at the Milwaukee Admirals reminding you that tickets are on sale. The season is almost upon us. Get your season tickets, your promotional tickets, single game tickets right now. Go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. That is MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. This is the story. We, we talk about uh, anglers stuffing weights in fish. And then you got a guy that's using anal beads to win chess tournaments. Now you've got uh, teachers apparently giving away sexual favors in the world of Irish dance. Uh, ben, you drag me down a rabbit hole once a week, and I love it. Uh, I read the story. So basically, and I have no... Now, if anybody's familiar with Irish dance, let me know. But and Coimission Lerinchi Lerinichi uh, Galatia, the CLRG, they're dealing with their largest ever alleged cheating scandal in the world of Irish dance. Irish, the Irish dancing body uh, in the world has now announced that it has appointed a former court of appeals judge to oversee the investigation into cheating allegations. So, Ben, fill me in on this. Apparently, teachers are sleeping with and offering sexual favors with other teachers and judges so their girls and boys can win. Because these aren't, like, these are kids that are that are competing, and the judges and teachers are throwing down the funky monkey together in order to give higher scores. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, there's a lot here, and we don't know all of the details. What has been reported is that there's no money at play. It's no. kind of like how a great football team generates a lot of revenue for the school indirectly because of interest, and kids would want to go to the school. The thing about these Irish dance academies is when they win these competitions, they then end up making more, not immediately, 
because all the kids then want to attend these academies and the parents pay for it and all the fees. So the scandal is what is alleged, again, all alleged, there have been certain teachers that have been sleeping with all of the judges in order to have them fix their competitions. And the parents are outraged. The parents are outraged because why? They are uh, sending their kids to these schools, paying these higher fees because these schools are successful, only to find out that the teachers are doing a horizontal clog dance with the judges. That's it in a nutshell, right? Yeah, you could put it that way. The authorities are involved. I don't really know. So there are screenshots of text messages. That's what's really getting these teachers down. Apparently, they reached out to one teacher, uh, and one told the newspaper that they were definitely mistaken until the newspaper then sent back screenshots of said teacher talking about sexual favors with said judge, right. and then the teacher stopped responding. So that can tell you so, enough. But it's all alleged. Yeah. Can't jump to conclusions here. <laughs> you know, hey, can you polish my shillelagh if uh, my student, uh, who is just awful, by the way, and falls down every time they try to clog dance, uh, can win the competition? And sure, you know, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do that. You know, I, I can <laughs> let this... This one-eyed cyclops with half a foot, go ahead and win the competition if you'll you'll throw down. Sure, yeah, that'll happen. Oh, good God! What else? What what is the next offbeat competition to be rocked with scandal? I don't know, but I will find it. I <laughs> have a question to ask you that I asked last night on Twitter. Okay, which is more fraudulent, Hans and Neiman? the chess player with certain things up certain cavities to then yes. cheat using them. The people who stuffed weights in the walleye fishes to win the Irish dance academies that are having sex with judges to score higher or D the three and one New York giants. Oh, that's a three and one New York giants. That's the most fraudulent. They're not, they're nowhere near as good as the three and one start. Uh, we'll say that no doubt about it. You know, everything else is fraudulent to an obvious extent. I think the most obvious fraudulent activity is the three-in-one New York Giants. That's what I'm going to go with. Because haven't we all been there? Haven't we all done something where we used vibrating anal beads to give us an edge? Right? The the world of vibrating anal beads. (laughs) Haven't we all been there, done that? I think, you know... Ben Kenny lining up a 20-foot putt. He knows the break. He can drop it in. He's feeling it. His putter has been pretty much been on par all day. It's been laser-focused. Suddenly, he gets a bzz, bzz, and he just edges it ever so slightly to the right to drain it from 20 feet out. How did he get that information? By the groundskeeper sitting down the street with a remote control device that turned on the anal beads that allowed him to then drop the putt from 20 feet and thus win the competition. We've all been there. We've all been there. Ernie uses anal beads just in everyday use, you know, just to, you know, just for the hell of it. So why not? That's that's where the program has gone. So now you've got judges and teachers and such and Irish dancing, polishing shillelaghs. How are we looking? I have. There you go. I have one more story that I'm going to tell you off air, and it's going to be up to you whether we bring it to the public forum. (laughs) Oh, crap. So that could be coming up later. You know, That's a tease. Ben, we put it this way. Okay, let me ask you three questions, okay? One, does it involve anything in a cavity? It depends how you look at it. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. 
And now it has to do with Twitter. I'll say that. Okay. So it's on Twitter, which is true. And secondly, we're not inserting anything, correct? Yes, correct. Oh, geez, and then the music starts. Okay, so we don't have that. We're not we're not talking about. Okay, you know what? Let let's just do this. We'll we'll figure out if we want to bring it back when we come back from break. Ben Kenny always finding something on the beaten path. This used to be just our segment for what the hell's going on in Florida, which is now turned international. Uh, Jeff says WTF are anal beads? Really? Jeff, do we have to get out the the puppet? <laughs> do we have to get out the therapist point puppet and show you what they are and how they're utilized? That's what Google is for. My God. We got one more hour of this yet to go. Holy crap. We'll be back after this. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.